It's not just another boring podcast from some loser broadcasting from his mom's basement. It's from his dingy garage instead. Whatever, man. We cover everything. Pop culture, food, let me guess, tacos again? That's that's what this show's about. Politics, sports, entertainment, and whatever the hell else is on his mind. I have an addictive personality. Live from the Big Brother Bungalow in Southern California. Scared to tell us the city, Jake? Yeah. <laughs> it's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Yeah, what's good, y'all? It's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. I'm your host, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner, my government name. Welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate that. I know it's been a minute, and I'm so damn happy to be doing this again. I miss the uh, cold, dingy Big Brother bungalow where I do the show from. Uh, It's been a while. Glad to be back. It's good to be behind a microphone for once. I'm usually setting them up for others so they can uh, do their thing, but tonight I do my thing. So we're going to rock and roll on this. So, who's ready for Christmas? Anybody ready? Decorations are up. Bare minimums, of course, because I'm the Grinch of the family. And I just found out we're hosting Christmas this year. Damn. I guess I better set up some more. You know, this will be the last show of the year. And we'll go over some Christmas-related items. I'm not a total Grinch, but... Hey, you know, we got to do what we got to do. I also wanted to thank uh, Stephen A. Smith for coming on the show a couple weeks ago. Man, that guy's been in the news lately, huh? (laughs) Hunter Henry has not played, brother. Oh, man, I'm going to give it to him when I see him next time. But, uh, yeah, he messed up. But you can still go back and listen to that episode where he disses Dallas Cowboy fans. Uh, the Big Brother Jake Podcast, soundcloud.com slash the Big Brother Jake Podcast. But it was really good to catch up with him, have him on, talked about Dallas Cowboy fans, Raider fans, talked about the Lakers and uh, Golden State Warriors' chances of re, uh, winning the championship. And it was a good interview. It was fun to have him on, uh, catch up on, on a few things and get everybody else uh, caught up on the sports world. So, again, I'm not always sports heavy, but it was a good time. And that poor guy, man, he's catching hell for what he said about the Chargers, calling him San Diego, saying Hunter Henry's had a good season on the bench. Um, But, you know, if I wasn't a real homie, I wouldn't call him out on it. So, yeah, that was a bad job by you, Stephen A., but a damn good job of you coming on to the show. So I appreciate you, and you know it's all love, but you would call me out on some stuff. So uh, pay attention to my Chargers next time, brother. (laughs) But it's all good, so. I also lost my voice because of that Charger Chiefs game the other night on uh, Thursday night. Uh, man, what a hell of a game. I didn't think they would win, but all the people I was kicking it with. Shout out to the Die Hard Bolt Club. You guys kept the faith. I secretly was like, man, why are we going for two? And that's why I'm not coaching in the NFL. So Chargers are legit. Let's just say that. Let's just say that. But I want to talk about a little something different this time. I have to shout out somebody that means the world to me. Uh, we've been through a lot together. We've been through hell and back. We've seen success. We've seen failure. Uh, taught me to be a man. Taught me to be the person I am today. And uh, taught me that a little bit can go a long way if you can make it happen. 
And I want to talk about my mama, <laughs> Pamela Bradley. Um, for those that follow me on social media, I had the honor of taking my mom to LAX. Why is that an honor, you ask? Well, because her lifelong dream has been to go to Egypt. It's on her bucket list. The, the number one thing on her bucket list. She's always wanted to go. And ever since I can remember, I'm 42 years old. And maybe I can remember since I was five. How bad she wanted to go to Egypt. And she would talk about it. Oh, Jake, Ramsey's this. And the pyramids that. And Cairo this. And the Niles River that. I'm like, hey, Ma, okay, yeah, yeah. It's the desert. It's a bunch of pyramids and you know, statues with broken noses off or whatever. But, you know, National Geographic magazines and watching the History Channel and Egypt, Egypt, Egypt. She has an Erte painting at her house. For those that uh, are art aficionados, you know who Erte is? Erte is a big deal. She spent a lot of money on that thing. But even at her poorest, when we're eating baked potatoes for three days in a row, she still had a dream to go to Egypt. And my mom is a go-getter. She's not a quitter. I have never seen my mom quit through adversity, stress, when we barely had enough money to keep the lights on. She never flinched. She did without. And if you've ever seen pictures of my brother and me, we're not the skinniest people in the world. So she gave up a lot for us to have what we had. We lived in gang-infested neighborhoods. There were times where, you know, our van would get broken into. People would try to break into the house, you know, get jumped, you know, just craziness. Growing up on the... uh corner of Del Rosa and Date in San Bernardino, California. But that was the best she could do. And we were proud of her. And we were appreciative of what we got because it beats living in a van. Believe me. Or couch surfing. But my mom, throughout all her struggles and all her pain, never gave up. And she still talked that Egypt stuff every single day that I can remember. One day I'm going to go, Jake. One day I'm going to go. You know, you just you hear it so much. You're like, yeah, mom, you will one day. And you're like, yeah, 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 whatever. And trust me, if I had hit the lottery or something, she'd be there first class. So about seven months ago, I get a phone call. And she's crying. And when you hear your mama cry, you're like ready to slap somebody up, you know, like, who's, who's messing with my mama? Like, we ain't having that. And, uh. She's like, Jake, guess what? What? I'm going to Egypt. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Say what? I'm going to Egypt. Now, <laughs> it's one thing you hear it, and you're like, oh, that's cool. You know, like, that's really cool. And it didn't really hit me. You know, and I kind of tuck it away like, oh, that's cool. She's going. But you don't realize how big that is. Now, my mom has talked about it. 24-7, 365, last 40, 50 years. So you're like, yeah, you're going to go. But it was the day before she was going to fly out. It hit me. 
my mom saved all her money, worked really hard, worked to keep food on the table for us, and did without to, so we could live out our dreams. And now, at her age, she's finally living out hers. And I was like, I told my wife, I'm like, my mom's really going to Egypt. And my wife even knows how important that is. So I pick up the phone and I text my mom. I said, Ma, guess what? And when I say that, she jumps right back. I'm a fast texter. I respond really quick. She's faster than me. So my friends be like, damn, she's faster than you? That's pretty quick. And she's like, what, son? Everything okay? I'm like, Ma, you're going up in Egypt. <laughs> I edited myself there. And, you know, with emojis and all that. And she's like, hell yeah, I'm going to Egypt. Can you believe it? Crying emojis. And it, it still didn't really hit or resonate, but like at that point, I'm like, she's talked about it and talked it, to an ex- talked it into existence. And I drive to LAX a couple days ago, and it's the international terminal, so there's restaurants and things, and I didn't want to just drop her off. No way. You can't do that. I'm dropping you off so you can fly to Reno or Denver or Miami, wherever. Yeah, all right, curbside, peace out, have a good trip, have a good flight. But this is my mom's bucket list thing. This is what she's always wanted forever. And I was so honored to be a part of that. So she checks in, only has one big bag of luggage because she knows how to pack. And we sit and we have lunch and I'm looking at my mom. And I've never seen my mom so happy. I've never seen her so happy. Just, she was so happy, she couldn't do the basic things people were asking her at the counter. So it was a good thing I was there. So when we get to the airline, and we at, or the, the, the airport counter, the airline counter, and they're asking her certain things, she couldn't answer him because she's in shock. Because she's like, I'm at the airport. That means I'm going to Egypt. And so I had to help her and say, yeah, you know, I'm her son. This is what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And we get her through. We check in her bag and we sit down. And she treats me to lunch because I drove from way out east to the airport, which I would do a million times for my mama. I love my mom. And I said, Ma, you really did it. You set a goal, and no matter how long it took, you never got discouraged. And you're going to Egypt. And she sat there, and she cried. And she's like, this is finally happening, son. I can't believe it. Now, for those that drive on these Los Angeles freeways day day in, day out, we drive reckless. We're cutting people off. We're going past the speed limit because we're, we're trying to beat traffic just to get into a little space and wait 10, seconds, you know, 10 minutes and go slow and go slow. But other than bringing home my newborn children, I drove so safe to get my mom to the airport because she was not going to miss that flight. And we got there four hours early. <laughs> but to see my mom sitting across from that table just with that pride, and that joy and that elation she had in her face, it inspired me. 
Now, I've got to do a lot of great things in my life. I've worked in radio 17 years. I worked for Fox Sports Radio for 12 of those, and they gave me a lot of opportunities that I never would have gotten as a regular Joe Schmo fan. Um, got to work with the Dodgers, now the Clippers and the Kings. I've got to do a lot of cool things. But I feel re-inspired. A 68-year-old woman that never gave up a dream she had for 50 years finally got to do what she's always wanted to do. So I have no problem dedicating this segment to my mother, Pamela Bradley. Some of y'all may have tuned out already. I don't give a damn. I am so proud of my mom. You have no idea. You know, things that haven't always been the greatest, but we've always been close. No matter what. We've had our fights, ups and downs or whatever. But to see my mom, that smile on her face, I would pay to see that a million times. And then, and then, seeing her take pictures in Egypt was amazing. I've never got to see something so cool. But I was so happy I was the one that got to send her off. And we had like the best conversation over some delicious food. You know when everything's going right in your life, like everything tastes better, everything feels good. And I went to work that night. It was one of the best nights I ever had at work. Because my mom inspired me to kick ass and do great. But she never gave up her dream. She never gave up her dream. And it was a beautiful thing to see. Now she's kicking it in the Nile, living her best life. And she told me something before she jumped on that plane. She said, Jake, you've accomplished so much in your 42 years. Went back, got your degree at 38 done some cool things in radio. You've lived in a lot of cool places. you served our country. But I will say, whatever you're doing now, if there's something you want to do, don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. And she knew when I was in the radio for four years, kind of off and on, part-time, working in an office, she was the one that said, I know you hate it. I would never tell anybody. Sometimes I tell my wife, but like my mom knew. She's like, chase your dreams. Chase your dreams. Don't quit. Don't give up. And now I'm back in what I love doing. But that woman has always worked so hard and she got shafted a lot. But she never quit. And for that, I salute my mama, man. I salute her. She's living her best life right now. And to see her at those pyramids, I actually cried. So she, when she hears this, when she comes back home, she's going to get mad because I, nah, actually, she might like all this attention. I mean, I was mad at her when I talked about Jerry Springer, though. <laughs> and we're going to have it out. She's going to come on the show. Her and my sister are going to come on the show, and they're going to discuss their Jerry Springer experience. So we're going to have that uh, hopefully in the next couple weeks. 
when I can get everybody together in the same room. Can't do that over the phone because we're going to have too much fun in person. But um, Pamela Bradley, a.k.a. Big Brother Jake's mama, I salute you, ma. Thanks for being an inspiration, and I love you, and I'm so glad you got to do what you've been wanting to do. You set a goal, you accomplished it, and now you're living your best life, and I can't hate that. I love that. And that goes for everybody. Don't settle. Don't settle. Go out and get what's yours. If you want to be an artist, be an artist. Don't hate your job. Mondays don't suck. Your job does. That's a quote I read somewhere on the internet, and it stuck with me. Because every time I go up to Staples Center or Honda Center or Dodger Stadium, Angel Stadium, whatever stadium I pull up to to work, I don't even remember what day it was. The whole day last Tuesday I went to work the Clipper game, I thought it was Monday. I don't even know what day it was. I'm posting things like, hey, you know, happy Monday. People are like, fool, it's Tuesday. I'm like, oh, okay. I, I don't remember what day it is. The only way I know is because my kids are in school, my wife has to work. So remember that. Do what makes you happy. Do what makes you happy. Don't settle. Live your dreams, accomplish them goals, and do it. My mom's been one of the best hairstylists in all of Southern California for the last 48 years. She's accomplished her goals, and now she's living her best life. And she's an inspiration. Shout out to my boy Curtis King, one of the dopest producers out there. This man started working at a Quiznos. (laughs) And now he's one of the biggest names in hip-hop and music. Got him a fat crib in San Diego. Shout out to Curtis King. Live your best life. That dude inspires me too. So don't settle, y'all. Don't settle. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Okay, Santa Claus is coming to town real soon. A lot of you, especially you kids out there, that might be listening to the Big Brother Jake podcast. By the way, if you are a kid and you're listening, your parents are doing a great job raising you. Because you're going to learn a lot from me. That's for sure. Now, I know many of you have made a list for Santa, asking for certain things. Santa, can you get me... That doll that I've always wanted. Santa, can you bring me that brand new remote control car or that brand new bike or a puppy or something like that? We've all asked Santa for many things. I remember I asked Santa for a San Diego Chargers parka. Now, for those that don't know what a parka is, and you should, a parka is this big coat with a hoodie. It's real popular in the 90s, uh, especially with the uh, airbrush pants and overalls that I used to have. I wanted this San Diego Chargers parka really, 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 really bad. My brother had a Raider one, and my mom worked her ass off for it. Sorry, kids, if you're listening. I got jumped behind that stupid thing because I used to wear it to try and get the honeys. <laughs> True story. 
You wear Raiders gear, you get beat up. That's why it's like, no, nah, I need my Chargers gear. Tired of looking cool. Trying to look cool. Don't really look cool in Raider gear. Well, it's, it's pretty dope gear for whatever. Chargers for life. Anyways, so I begged my mom. Mom, she keeps asking me, son, what do you want Santa to bring you? Anything. Say it. I'm like, ma, I don't want anything else but a San Diego Chargers parka. I want the, you know, the big fat jacket with the hood on it. You know, I, I, the big helmet on the back with the, with the nice lightning bolt. I want that San Diego Chargers parka. Please, 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 can you get that for me? Or if you can't, Santa can help me out. So time goes on, and that was probably about a month and a half before Christmas. Now, in my mind, like my mom, no matter, as I was saying previous segment, no matter how hard or whatever, you know, how hard circumstances were, if there's something I wanted or needed, my mom always made sure I had it or something close to it. She never gave up. So in my mind, it was automatic. <laughs> I'm getting that San Diego Chargers parka. I'm already like planning out outfits I can wear with it. You know what boots or what shoes I can wear with it. Um, I was ready to be decked out looking fly. And yes, you can look fly wearing that gear because San Diego Chargers gear was dope. Okay? So I was like, yeah, I'm going to get this. I can't wait. This is so cool. I can't wait to get this jacket. <laughs> and I'm also a fan of music. And I always wore big headphones before it was cool. People are like, what's wrong with this kid? And I would write raps to it or you know, whatever the case may be, I buy instrumentals. I had a backpack full of like cassette singles, you know, shout out to those that went to the warehouse or Sam Goody on the West Coast. That's that's what we did out here. Cassette singles, you know, I had a Walkman. I was a backpacker wannabe. I had flows. Don't get me wrong. I still freestyle on your ass. I don't care. Don't challenge me. You'll probably win, but don't challenge me. Anyways, so my mom knew I was heavy into music. When I recorded music, I had a, uh, a karaoke machine because I couldn't afford a studio. So I had to turn the reverb on it just right, the echo, and make it sound like it was professional. And it wasn't, <laughs> but I did my best to make it sound dope. And, you know, I'd, I'd play it at parties or whatever. And fools be like, oh, that's cool. I think people were being nice. But, um... I, that's what I was, I was into music, had my headphones and stuff. So I knew I had my dope headphones with my Walkman and my 32 cassette singles in my backpack with my uh, pad and pen so I could write rhymes on the back of the Omnibus. <laughs> Shout out to the Omnitrans bus. Uh, we called that the City Limo in San Bernardino. So, you know, I always rode, the, I rode three buses to get to work at Del Taco. True story. <laughs> So be on the back of the omnibus, writing rhymes with my big old headsets on, my, my headphones, with my baggy overalls and my boots that I bought from the swap meet, and the rayon silk shirt. You had to have the rayon silk shirt, or you weren't about that life. You know, I had to look it up, you know, you, you watch an old Bell Biv DeVoe video, like Poison. That's how we dressed in my neighborhood, if you want a gangbanger, okay? So we get close. Christmas is upon us, 
I know I got that San Diego Chargers parka under the tree because Santa brought it to me, and I was stoked. I knew it was going to happen. I had five gifts that year. My mom worked really hard for them. First one was a song that or a cassette. I think it was Heavy D. I really wanted it. She got it for me. That was cool, and I know it wasn't cheap. Thank you, Mom. Second one was like a pair of socks, which I'm one of the few people in the world, as a kid, I appreciated socks and white T-shirts because you get those AAA T-shirts or those Pro Athletic, I think it's called, and from the swap meet. Oh, man, give me three crisp white T-shirts. You don't wash them. They had to look new. So when you were out there, you know, you wore those in your dickies or, or wore them under your Ben Davis shirts. Yeah, I had a couple of those. Shout out to Ben Davis. Hey, hook up the product, yo. <laughs> Trying to dress like Dre, you know, whatever. So I had the, the white T-shirts, the Heavy D uh, cassette tape. Then there's an envelope with like 40 bucks. Fourth one, I think, was like some Reese's Pieces with um, Cherry Coke combined, which, you know, I'm a simple man, so there's a big old box. Number five, number five, the fifth gift under the tree. So I already envision it. It's my charger jacket. I'm so hyped. I got the high top fade, you know, looking fresh, ready to go. I'm going to put this jacket on. And I don't care. It was like 78 degrees that Christmas too. So it was like one of the warmest Christmases I ever experienced. But I was going to look fly in that damn jacket. I don't give a damn. Hair done up. Going to go see my homies. We're going to go kick it. And I was going to wear that jacket. My mom's like, there you go, son. Check it out. Like, all right. So I go under the tree, unwrap the gift, tear it open slow. Going to act super surprised because I know my mom got me this jacket. Keep opening it up. It's pretty damn heavy. I'm like, this should, this isn't a Raiders or Chargers jacket. Raider jacket was my brother the Christmas before. Wasn't a Charger jacket. That's for sure. Open up the other part of the wrapping. And it's a box. It's a brown box. Open the brown box. And it's a boom box. Like a ghetto blaster. And I'm like, Ma, you got me a stereo. You got me a ghetto blaster. She said, yeah, you know, you don't have to wear those headphones all the time. You know, I want you to blast your music in your room and be able to feel free to listen to your music. And because I know my mom busted her ass, I mean Santa, busted their ass to get me that stereo system, I wasn't going to be like, oh, man. So I put on a smile like, oh, mom, thank you. Thank you very much, mom. I appreciate it. Son, I'm, I'm just, you know, you're a good kid and I'm proud of you and I want you to enjoy your music full blast. And I was bummed. I was so bummed. Like, yo, I couldn't get that Chargers jacket. So I'm like, man, I didn't get what I wanted. And then I felt ungrateful. So I'm like, okay. I got this boom box. And I started taking it with me everywhere. And it wasn't until I was, I think, 15 when I got that. It wasn't until about seven months later 
I accidentally figured out how to make beats off of instrumentals or breaks in the song. I said, I'm going to experiment with something. So I had like an old James Brown cassette that my dad made for me. One of his visitations, he came through. My parents were divorced. And I asked him to like hook up some James Brown and some um, Funkadelic because he had all the vinyls. And uh, he put them on tape, cassette tape for me so I could bump it. And uh, the song Do That Stuff, I figured out where Nice and Smooth, Funky For You, where they got the sample from. So I was messing around and I had a blank cassette tape on one side. It was a double deck cassette tape, uh, Ghetto Blaster. So I was like, yo, this is pretty dope. Two cassettes in one, I could make mixtapes, which I did. And I used to sell them for like five bucks at school. Some people would buy them, but I would always get the latest music. You know, I'd take a bus out to L.A., go to, you know, wherever music store I could find, like the underground stuff. You know, you can go to Fat Beats, like back in the day. Shout out to Fat Beats. They're back up, downtown L.A. You can get your cassette tapes and whatever. But I'm messing around with this uh, Parliament Funkadelic instrumental break. So I would record, pause, rewind, record, pause, rewind, record, pause, rewind. And I do that about a hundred times. And then without fail, I played it back and I had a flawless instrumental. A flawless instrumental. I said, I wonder how I could fade out on this thing. I can't do it by volume. I don't have a microphone. So what I would do while I'm recording and pausing and doing all that, I would hit the pause button really slow. And it faded out. I was like, holy crap. I can make beats now. Because I couldn't afford a beat machine. And my homeboys was charging way too much money for it. So I couldn't make that happen. But now, I got my own beat machine. And it was because of that boombox. I became a producer. So I was able to make beats for homies. And they're like, what system do you use? I'm like, man, top secret, not telling you. For those that didn't know, that bought beats off me in high school, I used a double-decker cassette recorder boombox. And I was able to make beats. The moral of the story is, Kids, if you're listening, sometimes the gift that you really wanted but didn't get might be the best gift you've ever gotten. And because of my mom, kind of seeing the future, that double-decker cassette boombox helped me become a music producer. And now we got productions that are being played in Paris, France, in L.A., and New York, <laughs> in Amsterdam. But it all started from a boombox I didn't want. I still don't have a Chargers jacket. Bad fan, I know. I know I'm a bad fan. I'm going to get one soon, though. I promise. Don't have that Chargers jacket. But I had that boombox for seven years. I took that boombox with me to the Navy. and was making beats on the ship. Selling them for $5 each. That was dope. So, again, 
mama came through once again. She knew what was best for me. She knew I didn't need that jacket, but she knew somehow, some way, that boombox would do something great for myself, and it did. And now I'm making beats, and they're being heard all over the world, and we're making history with it. So, Mom, once again, thank you. Told you Christmas can be a great thing, and that Christmas was probably, dang, I spit it out, probably the best Christmas I ever had. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Okay, this somehow, some way, became a lot of people's uh, favorite part of the show, where I tell stories that are true, that really happened, there's witnesses, and I make you laugh in the process, hopefully. So, we're going to cue the music right now. So pleasant, right? Just pleasant. The year 1994, my senior year. I tried out for football. I got cut. I told myself before I graduate high school, I want to get a letter. Never bought a letterman jacket, but I did letter in something. So my opportunities were limited on what I could letter in. And one of the things I was able to letter in was drama I figured you know what I'm not playing football I'm not doing much I'm already gonna graduate I, I can graduate now early I, but I, I, I like being at school hanging out with people I'm gonna take drama okay just setting up the scene here so took drama actually started in 11th grade senior years where this happened you know, when you're at school, especially you high schoolers, if you're listening, people that have went to high school, if you have to do a number two, you never do it at school. Never, ever, ever, ever do it at school because it's very humbling, so to speak. Usually there's no toilet paper or no cover seats or it looked like somebody just lit off a diarrhea bomb, blow, just exploded. And it's disgusting. No one wants to use a school bathroom. You hover over it. If you're a woman, you're, if you're a guy, you just kind of just get in and get out. But if you have to go to the bathroom, you hold that in all day long. You don't do number two at school, ever, in high school. It's embarrassing. You know, what if somebody catches you and dudes, they kick the door open and, like, make fun of you. Now they have smartphones. They take pictures of you posting on, like, Snapchat or whatever, Instagram. I'm so glad there's no smartphones when I was going to school because fools would get in trouble for what we did. But anyway, so I knew when I went to drama class in seventh period, yes, seventh period, after school, I knew there was a bathroom in the drama class upstairs that had a full shower and everything because it was behind the stage. It was a classroom behind the stage. So that particular day at Pacific High School in San Bernardino, California, they used to serve this bomb pizza bread that was really good. It's probably really bad for you. 
And I had two of them that day because I was feeling myself. You know, I had some Del Taco money that I made. So I was like, yeah, I got money. Yo, I'm going to buy two pizza breads. Two pizza breads because I'm balling. Yo, and some fries and a New York seltzer. Yes, raspberry. My favorite one. Because the lemon lime tasted like medicine. So anyways, I was balling. I had the, the two pizza breads, the french fries, the, the New York seltzer, the, the raspberry. And that was the biggest mistake I ever made in high school. Honestly, it was. Because after lunch, going into fourth period, I felt like there was a war raging inside my stomach. But I'm like, you know what? I don't live that far away. It's walking distance. I could just walk home and I'll be good to go. Fourth period goes by, it calms down, drink some water, I'm fine. Fifth period, it's starting to get really bad. But I'm like, okay, I can handle it. But it's starting to hurt, starting to cramp up. Sixth period comes and I'm like, yo, I, I, I don't even remember. It was English class, Mr. Cummins class. I don't remember Anything he taught that day because all I could think of is don't go doodling yourself. Don't go doodling yourself. Don't go doodling yourself. But I knew in seventh period, there was my bathroom that nobody knew about but me. And so I'm like, yes, I will use the bathroom in seventh period. So I'll just hang on, just, you know, clench my fists, bite my cheek, whatever I got to do so I don't have to use the public bathroom. Because the one by English class was probably the dirtiest one. And shout out to the janitors that didn't clean anything at that school. And it was a decent high school. But damn, the janitors, I don't even know if they, if they either employed them or if they got paid to do anything because they didn't clean the bathrooms. The campus was clean, but the bathrooms were not clean. Anyways, so sixth period gets out. And it's a nice haul from... Where, six, where English class was to this drama class where the uh, auditorium is. So I knew, I'm like, all right. There might be a few people there. And I'm going to go upstairs anyway. I'm going to run up the stairs. I don't care who sees me. And I'm going to let loose because those two pizza breads are killing me. So I'm going, I'm running top speed. And I get to the top of the stairs. And there's a door. And I was in such a hurry. I uh, ran through the door. And I slammed it shut. And I made it to the bathroom. <laughs> oh. You know, remember, for those that seen Dumb and Dumber, it was pretty reminiscent of that scene. I had to go really bad. And I'm sorry if I'm just, you know, just grossing you out. But, yo, this, this happened. And as I'm doing this, I'm feeling really good. I'm fine. There's toilet paper, there's soap. It's a clean bathroom that I thought was a secret bathroom. Come to find out, all the students use the bathroom. What I didn't know about that particular bathroom was that the door, unless you pull it shut, will bounce as soon as you slam it and bounce right back open. So, to make things even worse, after I wash my hands... Woo! <laughs> Good job, Jake. What perfect performance. The door never shut. It bounced. I, I, I thought I slammed it all the way closed. 
it hit the thing and opened right back up and everybody heard me going oh lord have mercy oh <laughs> man to make things worse there were a couple of girls there that I was kind of crushing on needless to say that never happened they were all grossed out and I had just made up an excuse to leave and Mrs. Stathis, my uh, drama teacher said if you leave you're going to get a low mark and your grade's going to drop and at that point I had like a 4.0 <laughs> so I had to sit there for 50 minutes in shame knowing a whole bunch of pretty girls and a few fellas heard me dropping the most offensive aggressive deuce I've ever taken in my life because I thought the door was shut but bounced right off of the dang handle and bam right back open and the entire world heard me take a deuce now the world knows I take deuces Man, I was so embarrassed and ashamed and said, wow, I can't even show my face. <sighs> so for about three weeks, uh, they called me the deuce master. And that's not why I say deuces at the end of every show. But now I might have to change that because they're saying deuces. Everybody's going to be like, yep, you doodled in the drama class for bathroom and the door didn't close yeah so for those listening that need another life lesson always make sure that the door is closed no matter how bad you have to go because you don't want to walk out to applause to two fine chicas looking at you like yeah that's not going to happen no more all because you ate two pizza breads some french fries and a raspberry New York seltzer water just do better <laughs> that was the most embarrassing moment I ever had in high school I don't get embarrassed often but that particular moment was probably the most embarrassing moment of my high school life I just wanted to die you're listening to the Big Brother Jake podcast alright everybody back from the bathroom break I'm assuming yeah you? You over there? You too? Okay. Yeah, me too. Made sure the door was closed. <laughs> oh, man. The things I say on this podcast are going to come back to bite me in the butt, man. I'm telling you. But you know what? I keep it real. I don't keep it 100. I keep it real. Because if I kept it 100, there'd be a lot of people in trouble. That's for sure. <laughs> but... We're at that point where this will be the last show of 2018. I'm going to do some revamping of the show, uh, make it a little more entertaining, be more consistent. I don't do resolutions. I hate resolutions. I was going to talk about resolutions, but look, I hate them. They're stupid. You know, just do what the hell you want to do when you need to do it. You don't need to wait till January 1st to try and lose 50 pounds. You don't need to wait till January 1st to get your degree. You don't need to wait till January 1st to 
try and get married and find that significant other. You don't need to wait till January 1st to buy your first home. You don't need to Just don't. Why do it to yourself? It's stupid. It's stupid. Don't worry about resolutions. Just do the damn thing. You want to join a weight loss program? Just do it. Do it tomorrow. Do it next week. You know, you want to buy a new car, you want to save money, you want to save for that trip to go, blah, 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 fine. But don't let a calendar dictate anything. If I let a calendar dictate anything, I would have never graduated at 38 years old from college. I did it. Yeah, some say it's late in life, but I did it. It's never too late as long as you can breathe on this side of the earth, not underneath it. Don't let a calendar dictate your life. Don't set limitations. Because you're going to set yourself up to fail with resolutions. Oh, if I save $500 uh, by this date or, you know, whatever. Just don't do that to yourself. I say all that to say (laughs) one of the things that I want to change for 2019 is to make the show more consistent. We'll make sure we'll... uh, Error at the same, not in error, but error, our podcast consistently. I want to try and do it every single week, regardless of how hectic my schedule may be uh, with my other vested interests that I have. We will make sure we try to do this thing once a week, get some guests on. Uh, got a few people lined up for the new year. I'm going to make sure that my musical... Uh, peoples out there that love to do music we're going to showcase you some more the the one show i did where i showcase artists there's a lot of love that was um given and said people are saying well why don't you do it again you're right why don't we do it again that and i want to i want to showcase some artists and have them you know whether call in or come out to the big brother bungalow and do it we're gonna have some radio personalities that um inspired me they'll be on the program I can't wait for that. This is going to be a lot of fun. And there's a lot of people I'd like to thank. A lot of people that believed in the podcast. That, uh, you know, I'm big on small businesses. And I think it's great. You know, people that have looked out for me. Like SB Loans. Scooter Dynasty. Uh, my home girl, Sinead, with Rodan and Fields. Mad love to y'all. <laughs> Um, a lot of people just showing love, man, and I appreciate it. And sponsors are starting to call, and I like that. I want to support small businesses. I want to support the arts. I want to support other podcasters. And a lot of podcasters won't come on. I don't understand it. It's like, come on and promote your show. I don't care. Do what you think is right. Like, just do it. But no, I'm in competition with myself. I I don't care about the other ones. We may never be big, but I'm never going to say we're going to stay the the way we are. And these aren't resolutions either. These are facts. You know, I I want the Big Brother Jake podcast to blow up big and, you know, overtake some people. But it's not, I'm not worried about anybody else. I do what I do and create my own lane and that's how we roll. But. We're going to make sure that happens. But we're at that time of the year where you got to be safe out there. 
Drinking and driving is just terrible. You know, if you're going to party, do it responsibly. And when come off as a, as a parent or a concerned person, you know, New Year's is one of those times where, you know, and, and keep in mind, be sensitive to everybody's needs. Not every, not every holiday is a holiday where people are happy. Some people are sad, you know, because of whatever's happening in their lives. Just be, you know, show some respect. I'm not a big person in New Year's. I've never liked New Year's. It's always made me sad, mainly because I did resolutions. Oh, I didn't lose that 40 pounds. I didn't do that marathon I said I was going to do and posted it all over Facebook and Instagram. My third LA marathon. (laughs) But that's okay. You're not going to accomplish everything when you think it's right. You'll accomplish everything when when it's time to accomplish it. I know people going back to school and about to get their bachelor's right now. And they're pushing 40. That's okay. It's okay. Like I said earlier, my mom finally made it to Egypt at 68 years old. But damn it, she's over there playing in the sand. Look at the pyramids right now. You never know. I've always wanted a pickup truck. 42. Don't have a pickup. It's my dream car. Everybody want to, oh, I want a Ferrari. I want a Lamborghini. I want a damn pickup truck. A Toyota Tacoma. That's like my dream. (laughs) But I'm not going to make it a resolution. Because if it doesn't happen, I'm going to get so bummed out. Don't be those people. Do it now. Don't wait till January 1st. Do it now. Do the damn thing. You want to look for love? Look for love now. Don't wait till January 1st. Only thing you should worry about January 1st, making sure you write 2019 on everything and not 2018. If you're a college football fan, that's a good day for you to watch football. Me, I'm not so much a college football fan. But, you know, to each his own. But 2018's been a damn good year. Back in radio, started the podcast. Reconnected with some friends I haven't seen in a while. Strengthened some relationships in my life. It's been a damn good year. The beginning wasn't so great. Depression and anxiety kind of kicked my ass a little bit. But that's all right because I bounced back from it. Can't tell me nothing right now. Nothing could stop me from where I'm going. This podcast is going to jump off. Oh, yeah. Got a song, got a song, you know, produced by credit. Shout out to Michael Myers. He hits me on a text. Yo, you getting love in Paris? Only what, Paris, Texas? <laughs> Paris, California? Nah, bro, France. Say la vie, homeboy. We getting played on radio stations in Paris, France. Well, it's because he's a dope lyricist, too. And if Mike, yo, you make a video for that song, I better be in the damn video. That's a bucket list thing, man. Put me in the damn video. Let me be, you know, just doing those beat down like shots or, you know what I'm saying? Let me just be like two seconds in the video. Just say I did it. You know, I, I got a song on an album. I've been in a movie. And now if I can be in a music video, I, I, I'm done. I've done everything I wanted to do. Now I just got to walk my girls down the aisle, make sure they get, you know, college degrees first. Get them married off, have some grandbabies. Then I'm done. Like, that's it. I picked the 27, man. <laughs> but 
2018 has been a great year. And all my friends, thank you. My family, thank you. Um, It's been fun doing this thing in the dingy Big Brother Bungalow. And 2019 is going to be a year where you're really going to know about the Big Brother Jake podcast. I never forget the people that were down from day one. Day one that hit me up as they're listening to the podcast. Yo, Jake, this was funny when you said blah, blah, blah. I never get tired of that. Y'all could blow up my phone all day for those that have my number. Hit me up on the, uh, 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 Instagram, at Big Brother Jake. Twitter, at Big Brother Jake. Follow the Big Brother Jake podcast uh, show page on Facebook. And on Twitter, the BBJ podcast. Or Instagram, the Big Brother Jake podcast. Tell me what you think. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. I'm okay with that too. Because I want to make this thing bigger and better. I'm having so much fun with it. I really hope when you're listening, you're like, oh man, it's like he's in the car with me. I want you to enjoy it. Have fun. I hope I make you laugh. Get you through traffic. Get you through those honeydews when you're driving all over the city you live in. This bad boy, we're just starting. We're just starting. And I have so many plans for the podcast. But it's the day ones that have texted me. Hey, you know what? This 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 segment was funny. Hey, this segment was okay. The ones that are vocal about it. The ones that share the statuses. You know, the, the people that are on the, uh, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter that share all the posts that I send out on this podcast. Trying to get more listeners for the homie. I appreciate all of that. And 2019 is going to be the year where you're like, man, I remember when Big Brother Jake was just doing this in this dingy garage. Uh, and now look at him. He's like in a studio somewhere. Probably ain't going to happen for a couple of years, but I'm not going to, you know, prophesize that I won't. It won't happen. You never know. You never know. And it's all what you put into it. So we're going to be more consistent on the podcast. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. We're going to have more people on. I'm not a big person that likes to have guests or do guests, but. I understand, you know, my point of view could be twisted or boring, and I want to get to know more people. Get, you know, I, I'm a people person. I love to learn about society. I like to learn about other cultures, what other people are doing. Because my life, really, honestly, all I think about tacos, radio, kids, Lakers, Clippers, <laughs> LA Kings. <laughs> and for those that think I'm not a Laker fan anymore, y'all can shut the hell up, man. I work for the Clippers. I'm appreciative of the Clippers. They pay my bills, and I want them to do very well. But if they don't, I still got my Lakers. So don't ever, ever think I don't love my Lakers. I love my Clippers, too. They're mine because I work for them. I'm an employee of the team. Okay? So there's that. Stop hitting me up saying you ain't a real Laker fan. Shut up. I'm a Clipper employee. That is into the Lakers, okay? So there's that slippery slope that I don't want to go down. And God bless the Los Angeles Kings. Let's hope they do better. Anyways, that's 2018. That's the last show of the year, the Big Brother Jake podcast. I want to thank y'all for tuning in. Next time you hear me, it'll be 2019 with a lot going on. The podcast is just going to get bigger and better and scarier to the point where I'm like, man, I don't know if I can handle it. I want it to get that big, but it can't get that big without y'all. 
Spread the word. Tell people that you know, hey, man, this guy, he does a funky podcast, but he's kind of funny. He tells stories about when he drops deuces at high school. (laughs) Or he almost gets beat up by a black Power Ranger. Or that his family is on Jerry Springer. Or that he almost got killed in TJ by some cops and escaped with his life. And there's plenty more stories. Trust me, there's plenty more stories. But anyways, have a Merry Christmas because I don't say Happy Holidays. Have a Merry Christmas. Have a Happy New Year. I hope Santa brings you everything you want and more. To my friends and my family, I love y'all with all my heart. Without y'all, I am not on this planet after the craziest year of my life. So I love everybody here. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Here's to bigger and better things in 2019. Deuce! You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast.